Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello, on a beautiful Tuesday, and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM. 760 in Hawaii. I am joined, as always, by Jihei Wiley, Armani Buckets, and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing on this glorious Tuesday? I am... Well, I don't know about... <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I know I know I'm know i being called in because I'm in D.C., but I don't know about you, but I'm hoping it's really a lot nicer over there than it is over here because it is raining. It's a bit gloomy today yeah. in yeah. L.A., but uh, yeah, it's beautiful. still a beautiful morning. I'm That's not going to lie. These playoffs suck. This is maybe the worst NBA playoffs that I can recall, and I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer this early in the morning, but, man, the amount of blowouts and the back and forth of just, like, yeah. one team whooping the other and then the other team whooping the other mixed in with the injuries and the referees, it's just been a mess, honestly. It's been a, it's been an absolute mess. We were gonna. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you guys should go. Sorry, man. Our connection is just gnarly. Um, maybe you guys should uh come over to the dark side and watch NHL playoffs <laughs> instead. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. You know, when I'm when I was watching the game last night, I was like, could we get a good game? Because here's the thing. I mean, it's it's one thing if if one team wins by ten points. I mean, the the number of twenty point blowouts have been crazy. But that leads us to our first topic. So let's get to today's headlines. Brought to you by Circus Sports, Circus Millions, and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contests are back with twelve million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Hit it, Armani Buckets! All right, so yesterday in the NBA playoffs, Jason Tatum scored 31 points. The Celtics jumped out to an early 26-4 lead and cruised to a 102-82 blowout of the Miami Heat to even up the Eastern Conference Finals at 2. With the series heading to Miami for a pivotal Game 5, which team do you like to win the East? Listen, I, I like the Celtics to win this series. I do not like it personally. I do not want it to happen. But to your points, Buckets, I mean, this game was never close. 26-4, to four, they blow them out. It's a 20-point game. This is the postseason, and this is what I don't get. I mean, during the course of a, a playoff series, you're going to get maybe one blowout. You're going to have games that... But the number of blowouts in that math stat that I still keep going back to because it really shows how, you know, herky-jerky, hot-cold this postseason has been. This, I don't think it's ever happened, but... The Mavericks have won three games by 20 and lost three games by 20. And again, the number of 20-point blowouts, and that should be a rare thing. Come postseason time, these are the best teams in the league. We are in the conference finals now. These are the top four teams in the league. 
And for one of these teams to get blown out by 20 plus points, for this game to be done in the first quarter, 26 to 4, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I, I agree with you. We'll see how the rest of the postseason plays out. But I mean, this is turning into one of the worst postseasons because I will say this. Let's just say this series goes seven, but every game is a blowout. That's not a good series. That is not a good series. Just because a series goes seven and every single game is a blowout. Not, not that that has been the case, but I'm just saying... It's it's hard to watch, and it does. You have no motivation to watch in the third quarter or in the, even in the second quarter. I mean, it's been t- terrible. In the words of Charles Barkley, terrible. <laughs> yeah, and arguably the best series so far. If Ja would have been healthy, would have been the Memphis uh, Golden State series. Yeah. It's still a decent series. There were some blowouts as well. I know the, the Mike Brown coaching situation, fifty point blowouts. Yeah. But yesterday's game. I'm really not surprised. I said yesterday on the show that Jimmy Butler shouldn't play. He's hurt. It was obvious he was hurt. He was grimacing. He didn't play well. It was 3 out of 14, 6 points. And it's really this simple. Even though Smart didn't play, if you have guys that... If you just shut down Adebayo and Butler, and then who else Who else can score if Hero's yeah. out? You know, like Struess didn't play well. Oladipo had the offensive load, and that's he was the only guy who was playing well yesterday. Very easy W once they figured out how to stop Bam Adebayo down low with Robert Williams on him and Jimmy Butler missing those shots, especially early. We talk about these games being decided in the first quarter. That Dallas-Golden State game a couple days ago, once Dallas was missing every shot in the first quarter, I said, this game's over. There's no way Dallas comes back. And it's it's kind of, Golden State's been really the only team that's proven to be able to come back other than the Mavericks last series, but I'm saying in these conference finals yeah. to come back from like 20 down. I know the Celtics almost did it last game, but I'm not surprised. This will be an interesting game five. I think it's a testament to how good these coaches are at making adjustments too. Emiya Doka did a great job making an adjustment here, like Eric Spolstra did last game. We'll see what Jason Kidd does tonight, but uh, this is going to be a six or seven game series, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Over half of the playoff games have been decided by 10 or more points, and half of those, so 25% of the games, have been decided by 20 or more points. That's by Barstool Big Cat. And not only that, but like you said, Arash, the game is over within the first, like, literally the Heat didn't score for the first eight and a half minutes of the game. Like, it's literally like watching a game straight from 2004. And some of those games were exciting because you had Kobe and Shaq and those guys, but it feels like we're even missing the star power. Jimmy Butler, three of 14. It's just ugly. But it's not the triangle era, man. It's like, it's not supposed to be this stagnant of an offense. You could watch an 8U game and they'd be putting up more points than the Miami Heat last game. So. And it feels like the the way this series is going, it's going to be a war of attrition, and the Celtics rested Mar- Marcus Smart yesterday. I don't want to say rested because he's hurt, but it seems like yeah. they were playing it on the side of caution. That's and what they should have done with Jimmy. They're up 2-1. Why do you play Jimmy in that game? Yeah. I, don't, I don't get that. And it seems like now the Celtics are going to handle this series. At least I've said that before, so maybe not. But with Robert Williams in the lineup, Bam has not... Bam has had one good game out of four, and they need him to have that kind of game if they want to get to the finals. And Robert Williams, the way people, I'm not trying to slander Rudy Gobert right now, (laughs) but the way people refer to Rudy Gobert defensively, he is that good. I feel like Robert Williams has that capability as well. He hasn't reached that pinnacle yet, but man, Robert Williams is a difference maker for that Celtics defense. Al Horford (laughs) playing great. I got Celtics, I think. We're all kind of leaning that way yeah, so I far. Think so. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I said it before. I, I'll say it again. I mean, Boston, Boston all day. You guys also should be going to the dark side again, like I said earlier, to the NHL, to the Stanley Cup playoffs because there there have been blowouts, but they're few and far between. Yeah, right. So it's it's not like this where you have. You know, yeah, you're going to a game five. Yeah, you possibly can go to a, all the way to a game seven as well for this. But let's get real; they're 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 playing horrible. Like if it's if it's a blowout by the second quarter, like why do you want to watch it versus at least hockey? It's it's phenomenal hockey right now that's being played. <clears throat> Sorry, G, are you feeling good? Like again, I think so. We had thought when the Celtics won, um, they had tied the series, that, that this series might be done. You know, I, I, I do think that the Celtics go to Miami, win game five, and they close it out in six. So, GK, you made that bet. You said the Celtics are going to the, the finals. Are you feeling pretty confident right now? I'm, I will never stray away from what I just what I said earlier on uh, in the Eastern, uh, Eastern series. So, yes, Celtics all day. But I do think Celtics in seven. I don't think Celtics in six, even here's, with those injuries. And I, but here's the thing about seven, because a lot of Suns fans said, "Listen, we're going to win in six or seven. I said, "You watch that game seven. Just, just be very careful when you think your team can win game six or game seven, because game seven, crazy things can happen. And for the Heat, for example, and I'm not saying he is one of the greatest players of all time. Jimmy Butler in the postseason can put up an amazing performance, and all of a sudden you win game seven. The Suns were very confident going to Phoenix Game 7. Certainly the way that they had played that entire postseason. Luka Doncic, amazing game. The Mavs win Game 7. Another one of those crazy blowouts. I mean, that 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 one was the craziest of all of them. I mean, of, of all the crazy blowouts, for the Mavs to be up 40-plus points in the fourth quarter. But, yeah. Unfortunately, I do think the Celtics, Celtics will win. Also, let's not forget Jimmy Butler in the bubble. I know we all want to talk about... Yeah, we all want to talk about what was the bubble, yeah. the totally different dynamic, but that's like he carries them. So, I mean, I, I could possibly be seeing, you know, another circumstance where Jimmy Butler does come to, to shine because he's yeah. the only one that they, that they have, right? So, yeah, I mean, the don't count him out. The only thing I can say is as someone who does not want to see the Celtics win, I hope so. Come on, Jimmy, come, come, <laughs> come through in game five, come through in game six. We'll now, see. can I ask you a yeah. quick question before we move on? So, if Golden State wins, you grew up with the Kobe Bryant era. Sure. Did you, have you considered the fact that people might start putting Steph in that same category or above? I, here's Kobe? the issue: Kobe does not get the same amount of respect that he should, and so he's never generally brought up in these conversations. When you hear of the goats, what is it? It is LeBron and Jordan, Jordan and LeBron, which fine, but. Kobe's never going to get that kind of respect. So I have no issue with the first takes of the world saying, oh, is Steph now top five? Is Steph now top ten? I mean, there are some really respected people who don't think Kobe Bryant is a top ten player. Yeah. And, and they will give you reasons why, um, in my view, and again, I am a Laker fan, so I'm... I'm a little biased, but I, I think when I when you speak to the greatness of Kobe Bryant, I don't think it's a hot take to say not only was he a top ten player, I think he's a top five player. I think he's in the conversation for the goat. By the way, Steph Curry, that 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 doesn't take away from Kobe, but there's no doubt about it. If the Warriors win this year, if I don't know how he's not going to win Finals MVP, but then now so now he's in the top 10 and then he can move up into top five is he though i mean i, I, I think, think i think if the warriors win this year and he's the finals mvp he's in top 10 
I think you put his. I mean, you. You. I mean, he, he's not retiring. So when you put together like what he's done during the course of his career, yeah. the Warriors don't win Jack without Steph Curry. 100%. God, God bless KD when he came over. Steph, I mean, this is a really a testament to Steph Curry to say like, you shine. Like I'm just happy to win. And the joy that these Warriors have, the culture that they have built, it comes from Curry. You can give. I mean, there's so much credit to be given. Kerr, uh, Clay is very, you know, you know, Draymond, he doesn't want yeah. Draymond. So, but the joy that 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 Steph Curry has playing the game, it's 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 contagious, really. Yeah. Like you watch the game, and it, like you, you don't even have to be a fan of the game. And when he, I mean, the fact that he makes people show up to the game two hours before it starts to watch him shoot warm around, up, yeah. warm up, that's the joy that he has. And so he's not done playing. But I'm saying. Like the way that they've built this team, I don't think this is the, the end of the line for them. Yeah. And so let, let, let's see what he does. But I do think if they win, if he has an amazing performance, finals most valuable player, I think he's in the conversation for top 10. And also, when you talk about, you know, what the impact a player made, he made people change how they play the game. And now people may yeah. not like it, but shooting the three, long ball, things like that. Yeah, he changed, he changed the game of basketball. And it's like, but the thing is, when you talk about top 10, are you putting him over Wilt? You know, like, there's no. a couple guys like, no, no, you could. There's no, definitely sure. an argument. I'm just saying, also, with the Kobe Bryant thing, I don't know who doesn't have him in the top 10. Please check into a mental institution. <laughs> like, dude, like, he's that's a clear top five. And if you, if you want to be like a, like a Celtics lover and a Lakers hater and you find a way to say, oh, Bill Russell deserves to be top five over Kobe Bryant, then like, yeah. okay, c- congratulations. Like, you get a medal, but they still have the, they still have Kobe at like six. Exactly. You know, like, no one's that, that, that dumb to not have him in the top ten, I feel like. What about the point guard thing with Magic versus Steph, if Steph wins this year? So, two totally different players, so I, I think that's the hardest thing, and I, that's the biggest reason that, that I hate complaints, I mean, not complaints, comparisons. Um, you know, six foot nine point guard, no one had ever seen that before at the time past first point guard magic developed into a good shooter was never a, a, a great shooter and but Steph and he Curry played all five positions stayed all five guys. positions his first year won the championship the thing about both those guys they're winners they are winners and the, but the, the the cool thing about curry the difference there is he was short coming out of Davidson. No, he wasn't yeah. the top pick yeah. in the draft. He wasn't like a low pick, but Blake Griffin was selected ahead of him. Um, so it, it's just an amazing story when you look at like his life and then and again we've seen him grow up. Like we have pictures of him on Dell's, uh, you know, knee pregame and stuff like that. So I, I think that's the biggest problem that I have with comparisons is that if I say Steph Curry should be in the top ten, that means I got to knock someone out. And of course, whoever's in the top ten right now deserves to be there. But I'm saying because of the way he changed the yeah. game, because of what he can do right now, and I do think that there's something to be said for championships. When I agree you, with you. you. Yeah. I agree with you, 100%. Like, if he wins finals MVP, he's top 10 player all time yeah. this year. Yeah. Speaking of Steph Curry and the Warriors, they have won nine consecutive games in the Western Conference Finals. They can make it an even 10 tonight by eliminating Luka and the Mavericks and returning to the finals for the first time since 2019. Do the Warriors sweep the Mavs, or will we see a Game 5 
back in San Francisco later this week. I would like to say that the Mavs are going to find a way to extend this series uh, just to make it perhaps a little bit more fun than a, a sweep. But this really speaks to the greatness of the Warriors and to Curry and this particular run. It is hard to win 10 consecutive postseason games. It is really hard to win 10 consecutive cons- conference finals games. Why? Because you're going up against the other best team um, in your conference. These are the top four teams right now. So I I, um, I am going to pick the Warriors tonight. I am going to pick the uh, sweep. Uh, we've had a couple of quotes. Uh, we've we've yeah. had Luka Doncic's postgame sounding like, I'm young, I'll, I'll be back. But some of his teammates think yeah, that... Yeah, uh, Reggie Bullock. This, this ain't over yet. Yeah, Reggie Bullock said the Mavericks aren't losing another game. Respect to Reggie Bullock. I do think he has a great game tonight. I don't know if they win. I, I want to say the Mavericks will win um, by like five or ten. But, All right. you know, I, I think they still have some fight left in them. But Reggie Bullock's definitely going to have a better game. As a competitor, you can't, like, just be that bad and not, like, obsess over getting better the next game. Yeah. You know? The, the fish... The, the fishy thing is that the uh, the line is Mavericks minus one, which is like that's interesting. Vegas is like yeah. daring you to take the Warriors, and that's I don't I don't understand that at all because I thought Golden State was going to sweep tonight, but this Dallas team does have a lot of fight in them. They've they've shown that throughout the postseason run that they've been on. They definitely are a team that is not typically going to just back down and and you know get swept. But this Golden State team just seems like they are ready to rest up before the finals. And for that reason, I think that they're going to win and get that. I think it's going to be like an eight-day rest. So that'll be maybe a little too long, but we'll see. I think Warriors sweep tonight. Jihei, what's your pick tonight? I mean, I want to pick Dallas just because you can't lose at home, right? (laughs) But the way way that they've been playing, it, it looks like it might be a sweep. On the on on Golden State's part, I, I really want, but I really want to pick Dallas. You know what? Forget it. Screw it. I'm picking Dallas. <laughs> yeah, I'm thank you, Jihei. Thank, thank you. When when Dallas it. wins by ten tonight, we're gonna look like geniuses. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> For all of you putting money on, they gotta have yeah, some pride. I, don't right. lose at home. Like you beat the Suns, yeah. number one team in the West, right? Like don't get swept by the Warriors. If they made if they made their shots, they would have won two. They'd be up in the series. They just aren't making their threes. It's very simple. Yeah. Yeah, this might be a moment where I don't know. I'm bringing up my dookies, but this might be a, a reversal of Hurley um, with Leitner. No, that's where right. it wasn't. It wasn't Hurley. It wasn't Hurley who needed to be motivated with Leitner, who needed to be motivated. And maybe his teammates are going to finally like step up and be like, "Dude, you got to stack up. Like you have to figure out your stuff, and you have to, you know." Will it to win, you know? Like, so I think maybe the rest of the team is going to pull up Luca and make him be that player that we all know he could possibly be. At least get gentlemanly swept. Yeah, <laughs> five games is, is honorable swept. more than like four games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Dallas. But knock on wood that I'm right on that one, but or that we're both right, Brandon. But yeah, I'll take Dallas. It's okay. You can't be more wrong than picking Dallas in six. You know, <laughs> it's obviously impossible now. Dallas isn't winning in six. Yeah, Jihei might be the Dodgers' good luck charm because she is out in D.C. And Tyler Anderson pitched eight shutout innings. Trey Turner had three RBIs in his first game against his former team. And the Dodgers routed the Nats 10-1 on Monday night. Anderson retired his first 16 batters before giving up a double in the sixth. The Dodgers are currently 28-13, tied with the Yankees for the best record in baseball. 
Will we get a Dodgers-Yankees World Series for the first time since 1981? Well, Jihei, before I uh, give my uh, two cents on that, were you there? What what was it like? So I was not physically at the game, but I did watch the game, and um, which is ironic because I can hear it. So I'm okay. literally right next to Nat- uh, Nationals Park. So I can hear the cheers and the jeers and the um, the walkouts and a lot of the people going by uh, back and forth uh, from the stadium. So I'm le- legit across the street from it. I'm looking at it as we as we're speaking right now. Um, there was a lot of disappointed fans out there. I mean, I think that national fans are they they think that this is their year every year. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think a lot of them are very realistic. I think that they're all like, oh, they're still on that high of that World Series World that they series, won yeah. years ago. Yeah, so I, but you know what? Maybe I am a good luck charm because it's better than the normal when I go to a game at their face. So I will be going to tomorrow's game. Okay. I'm going to go to Annapolis and enjoy, uh, even in the rain, I'm going to go and enjoy some crab cakes because apparently that's what Maryland does. They're really good. So, uh, yeah, they, they do football and they do crab cakes, I heard. That is right. That is right. Well, I don't know if they do football, but they definitely Yeah, right. Um, listen, I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, since 2017, and of course the Yankees have been great for a long, long time, but I'm just saying, I've been hoping for a Yankees-Dodgers World Series 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. I do think that this is the fi- finally the year we get the Dodgers and the Yankees, but we'll talk about that. We'll, we're going to have Dave Smith on, so we're going to leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Dave Smith, talking about the Dodgers, talking about the end of perhaps the Pro Bowl, thankfully. All right, we'll be right back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Los Angeles, Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline, 310-400-0340. Okay, let's go to the Circa Sports Guest Hotline, Circa Millions and Circa Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Here he is, our good friend, Dave Smith. Dave, how are you? What's up, Arash? Good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you, Dave. A lot to get into. Here's the thing. What is up with these NBA playoffs? I have never seen as many blowouts. Dave, back in the day, 
when I was working for you in the uh, 2000 NBA Finals, if you remember, uh, there was a blowout. I think it was maybe game five and the Lakers finally closed it out in game six. And I thought it was so weird. Here we are in the finals and the Pacers are blowing out the Lakers by 20. I just thought it was weird. These posts, this postseason, Dave, I mean, the number of 20 point blowouts, just the Mavericks, just that one team has had three wins by 20 and have lost three games by 20. I've never seen a postseason like this. Yeah, it is interesting that that Heat uh, Celtics game. It seems like every game's a blowout, and uh, and you get one blowout at home, and then you'll get blown out at home both times. It's amazing that in just one day off, how something can, can completely change in a playoff game. I think a lot of it might have to do with the uh, you know they use the bench a lot more these days, Arash. And yeah. the, the second units and uh, six minutes in the first quarter, the starters come out and they put the second unit in, which I've Never really understood, uh, and I don't like taking hot players out. You know when they're doing well, and these coaches have these systems, and I think the subs might be playing a little bit too much. Maybe that's the reason. Yeah, I mean it's just you would hope that during the course of a playoffs and some of these begin, you know, six game series or seven game series. A seven game series, in my view, doesn't mean anything if they, they they're all blowouts. Um, Dave, yeah. we had a story today. The National Football League finally, thankfully, and it looks like this may finally happen, will do away with the Pro Bowl. Now, they don't know exactly what they're going to do. Uh, the report is saying that the National Football League is discussing the Pro Bowl week and ways to improve it, including possibly eliminating the game and using that Sunday to showcase players. I don't know what the heck that means, but Dave, your thoughts on... But by the way, uh, quick story. I was in Vegas for the Pro Bowl this year. It was the first time that I was there, and I... The only reason that I went was that I happened to be in Vegas for something else. It was, and this is not even a joke, Dave, This it was a two-hand touch game. So that is what the game is now. That That is what it was this uh, past February. It was a two-hand touch game. Yeah, I didn't even know the Pro Bowl was still going on. Thanks for the information, <laughs> Rosh, right there. But, uh, yeah, I think this should have been done a long time ago. Nobody cares. Uh, you and it is two hand touch because they don't want to risk injuries to any of their players, and and rightfully so. If I owned a team, I wouldn't want my guys playing in that game. And maybe they can make it a skills contest and a lot of fun and do all kinds of things without playing the game. But you know that can be risky too. I don't know if you remember Robert Edwards. I think he was yeah. must have been around fifteen years ago. He had a sensational rookie year running back with the Patriots, and it looked like he was going to have a long, great NFL career. He goes to, I think it was at the Pro Bowl, Ross. They had one of these silly skills That's things. Right. And they, were playing, they were playing a three-on-three game in the sand on the beach. And he planted his leg and destroyed his knee, and that was it for his career. So I don't even know if I'd want my players participating in skills contests in the offseason exactly. or the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Hi, Dave. It's Brandon Deutsch here. I wanted to ask you a question about the Lakers coaching search. We've been discussing this for weeks now. There was a report they're still enamored by Doc Rivers. We're not, <laughs> let's not talk about that. They're not. Hopefully, oh, they're God, not getting no. Doc Rivers. He's going back to <laughs> Philadelphia. But, uh, you know, Darvin Ham, Terry Stotts, Kenny Atkinson, the finalists. I love Darvin Ham. I think that would put him in a direction of being a serious franchise, getting a guy like that. But what are your thoughts here? Is this a job that people want? Or is this because you got to have a lot of confidence to take a job, you know, with everything that's going on right now in the Lakers organization that could make or break your career? Yeah, you're reading my mind, Darvin. If those are the three, uh, Darvin Ham would be my choice. I'd like to give him a chance. He has a good reputation around the NBA. And, uh, no, these three guys don't really move the meter a lot when you think about uh, who would coach the Lakers, who would coach maybe the, the number one uh, you know name recognition franchise in the National Basketball Association. But I'm with you with Ham, but 
going to take a strong guy because, you know, uh, number one, when you come in, the team isn't very good. And number two, you know, LeBron's going to run the team and Clutch Sports is going to run the team. And uh, uh, you're going to have to pretty much uh, do what he says. So it's going to take a strong-willed guy to hopefully stand up to LeBron. And here's another big question. Remember when Ty Lue was going to be the Lakers coach a few years ago? Uh, they shortchanged him on the money. Yeah. Uh, they, they said he could only get four years instead of five. And then Kurt Rambis and, uh, and all these uh, consultants came in and said he couldn't hire his own assistant coaches. So uh, how can you come in and take a job if you're not going to be able to hire? And by the way, you guys would agree, too many cooks in the kitchen always makes a bad meal. Uh, it's a, They need to streamline this process. Uh, don't involve Magic. Don't involve um, Phil Jackson because they don't know what they're doing when it comes to personnel and front office work. Uh, don't take advice from the Kurt Rambis and his wife. <laughs> streamline it the way Dr. Buss used to do. You know, Dr. Buss made the financial decisions. Jerry West made the basketball decisions, and Pat Riley coached the team. I, I I don't like Jeannie with all the consulting and all the collaborative decisions here. It just mucks things up. I'm with you. And like to, to know that the ripple effects around the league when Pat, Pat Riley leaves the team, creates this whole heat culture, and yeah. you know then you get Jerry West leaving you know because he has that the problem with Phil Jackson. It's wild. I wanted to ask you about Zach Levine. Now, this is a stretch, but Zach Levine is with Clutch Sports, and there's been rumors <laughs> that if the Bulls have to get rid of him in a sign-and-trade, that they could ask the Lakers for two first-round picks, um, along with Westbrook. Now it's a stretch. Trust me. You know the Twitter people are—they're always hyping up the Lakers like we're going to get a big fish, and it rarely ever happens, other than LeBron Davis. But uh, do you think this is a possibility, as you mentioned, with like Clutch Sports running the team, them wanting their guys to all be together and possibly team up for a championship, and then the Levine UCLA connection too? Not for that deal you just mentioned. Uh, boy, if, if I were the Bulls, I'd hang up the phone so hard that the Lakers' phone, <laughs> their, their ears would be ringing. At Westbrook and, and a number one at 27, a number one at 29? No, no thanks. I, I don't want Westbrook if I'm the Bulls. Maybe if maybe you could keep him around for a year, then you could use his uh, cap space after his contract expired. But nah, I think you're gonna, you'd have to give up AD in, in a situation like that, wouldn't you? I mean, if you're the Bulls, I, I don't want Westbrook. And what good are those first-round picks doing me five and seven years from now? Uh, no. no to, and I was reading these rumors the other day, and it's a good question you asked. Uh, I think, how are you going to do that? How are you going to move Westbrook for – or how are you going to get Zach Levine? Uh, unless maybe you trade Westbrook to a different team for the cash play. I don't, it just seems impossible to me. Unless Rob Palinkas can work some magic here. Dave Armand here. With the Warriors being up 3-0, what have you seen from this team – um, compared to the teams in the Eastern Conference? And would you consider this team to be the favorite given what we've seen in the Western Conference Finals? I think they are the favorite. You know, uh, one thing you have to consider, though, Boston and Miami are both much better defensive teams than, uh, than, than the Dallas Mavericks, the team the Warriors are facing right now. But they can just hit you in so many ways. With Poole and Steph and, uh, and Clay. Uh, uh, although I think Clay is a, probably a step slow now, still coming off those injuries. But with those three, uh, I, I like this Warriors team a lot. And I do think they're the favorite uh, going into the finals. And just uh, just think, though, a couple of years ago, if they'd taken LaMelo Ball instead of Wiseman, like I was telling them to, where do you think they would be right now? Even with They'd have four guys out there who could take you off the dribble and all knock down long-range shots. And how fun would that team be to watch? Uh, Dave, so it looks like it's official now. September 17th, we're going to get Canelo Triple G3. Uh, didn't okay. really change. Uh, so tell me, here's the thing. I mean, 
it looks like this was going to be the fight regardless. It's it's the smart play here. I I the problem here, Dave, is that Canelo lost. It'll take some of the luster out. Your thoughts on Canelo Triple G number three? It looks like the date here is September seventeenth. Interesting. I thought we were going to get a Bivol the Canelo rematch. Yeah, it right? looks, it looks like he passed on it. And uh, this word just coming down that it'll be September 17th, most likely in Las Vegas, uh, Canelo Triple G. Now, he had the option, Dave. He could have been could have gone with the rematch. I think he's following the, the advice of you and I that, that, yep. that A, shouldn't have taken the first fight. B, don't do the rematch. He's going to fight... Triple G, but Dave, I mean, with with Canelo coming off his first loss, I, I really or his first loss since uh, Floyd, I mean, take some of the luster away. I, I would think. Yeah, I think, and I assume this is happening at one sixty eight. So yeah. that that's advantage Canelo. But uh, Triple G's over forty years old right now. Although I think Arashu would agree. I thought Triple G won both uh, both I of agree. their fights when he yes. fought Canelo. And this nonsense that Canelo has one loss. I've always thought Canelo was a little overrated. Uh, I thought he lost to Arislandi Lara. I thought he lost both fights to Triple G. Uh, he lost this one to Bivol. He lost to Mayweather. In my, in my mind, he's got five losses, not just two. But um, at, at 68, though, you got to go Canelo here. Triple G's over 40 years old now. He's never fought in that weight class. Uh, I think you got to go Canelo. But one, uh, you know what? I, you probably saw this, Arash. Canelo went vegan here before yeah. the Bivol fight, and that, you're trying to gain weight and you go vegan when you're a fighter. Is he crazy? Yeah. <laughs> he's he's got to get back to that, uh, you know, the, the the cow meat with the steroids down in Mexico. That that's what he's got to get back to here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, have you ever known a world champion vegan boxer, Arash? No. <laughs> it just doesn't seem to go together. No doubt and about it. And, <laughs> and he looked. And, you know, Bivol was great, but what Canelo didn't look as strong and he ran out of gas and he got tired. Uh, forget that vegan stuff. I mean, you're in the ring. Yeah, so, uh, Dave, you are right. It will it will be contested at 168, 168 Good. pounds. Uh, Golovkin, uh, quote, I am comfortable knowing that I won those fights. He's talking about the previous two. Like, like we both agree there. I, I thought the first one was, really wasn't as close as the second. Right. Um, I do not look back at the decisions. I thought I won the first two, so winning the third one would be the same to me. I Here's where I, I disagree. I think winning this one is huge for Triple G. I think it just yeah. reaffirms firms what what we said because you say at the very least dave he deserved one draw <laughs> the fact that he lost oh no so sorry he he had one draw one loss he lost he won both those fights i think this is a big moment for triple g and i think he's in a position now at 40 years old where he can say hey listen i am the pound for pound best you know screw you triple <laughs> screw you canelo those were my wins you know, the, the fact that it's in Vegas again is bad news for Triple G because I know. You, you almost have to win every round to get a decision against Canelo in Vegas. I mean, he's got the judges in his hip pocket. His promoters have the judges in their hip pocket. He's the, When he fights there on you know Cinco de Mayo weekend, the Mexican oh Independence God, Day yeah. in September, the, the, the crowd is overwhelmingly Canelo. They make a lot more money when he wins, and Vegas needs him to win. So, you know, Floyd won every round against him. And one judge actually scored that a draw. When you look how corrupt they are, and the, how about the Bivol fight? One fifteen, one. If oh, Canelo won the last, if Canelo won the last round, there it would have been a draw, and he would have kept his title when when Bivol nearly shut him out. So that's that's another big thing working against Triple G. He won both those fights in Vegas. He got robbed the first time. The second was a little bit closer, but. Uh, 
what are you going to do uh, when you got the judges in one fighter's hip pocket in Vegas? No doubt about it. But the, the location's not official, but Dave, we, we both know that Las Vegas is not going to lose out on this fight. I mean, uh, you know, unless Texas comes into play, but but generally speaking, it looks like this fight will be in... Put it in, Ma- put it in Madison Square that's Garden. That's right. Uh, you, you'd have 75% of those Russians in New York. Uh, that's right. In the, then, then Triple Z gets a fair shake. That would be amazing. I, I was at a couple of those uh, Triple G fights in New York at Madison yeah, Square Garden. They love and, them there, and it's it just t- takes me back to sort of the um, history of boxing when you used to have those those big big fights at the Garden. Yeah, Muhammad Ali. Uh, but no, listen. The good thing about this, Dave, is regardless of the loss, um, this is a fight where where the common the casual fan knows these yeah. two names, and that's the same thing that I say with Conor McGregor. They're like, oh, McGregor's lost. That he's he's not going to fight again. I was like, it doesn't matter how many losses Conor McGregor has. The Joe, uh, you know, the the casual fight fan, the casual combat sports fan knows Conor McGregor and will tune in on a Saturday night to watch him fight. That's the case here. Canelo, Triple G, they're going to talk about it on first take. They're going to talk about it just because they know these guys. People, that's why this, that fight was so dumb, Dave. It, he could not have won. It didn't matter. If he beat him, no one knows who he is. And if he uh, and then if he lost, which he did, then he looks t- it, it, it was such a a dumb fight to take. Absolutely it was. And you made a good point there. Um, as good as Bivol is, and he's one of the best fighters in the world, you have to be a hardcore boxing yeah. fan to even know who he is. Nobody knew who he was. It was a it was a high-risk, low-reward fight for Canelo there. So, yeah, but you're right. Conor McGregor moves the needle, despite the fact that well, he hasn't won a fight in 10 years, it seems like. He moves the needle uh, for pay-per-view. Canelo really moves the needle with the pay-per-view buys he brings in. Floyd does, and... Uh, uh, yeah, look at Jake Paul. <laughs> look at look at the pay per view numbers uh, that this guy uh, brings in, and he's a YouTube star. So yeah, it's uh, you, you want guys who move the needle and create interest, and I guess that's why we're getting Canelo Triple Z instead of a Canelo um, <laughs> uh, before. We, but you know what? If Canelo wins and looks impressive here. I guess Triple G, he makes a lot of money. Then you set up uh, the, the rematch with Bivol, and people think Canelo will have a good chance to win. Dave, I thought of you. Ye- I thought of you yesterday when uh, Charlotte Hornets GM Mitch Kupchak, as you so affectionately called back in the day, Mitch Cupcake, signed a multi-year contract. <laughs> Dave, this was back in the day where you could make fun of one GM, and that was all that you needed to do. It wasn't Rob Palinka slash Kurt Rambis slash Linda Rambis slash you know you go down the list. Um, that exactly. Yeah. When you think back to your days, uh, kind of teasing Mitch Kupchak, Mitch Cupcake. Uh, listen, at least. At least those were like the glory days when it was like one GM. Yeah, that was it. And that was back when Dr. Bus had a streamlined process. Yeah. Uh, this is what should happen here, Arash, you guys. Uh, this, Janie Bus should make the financial decisions. Rob Palenka should make all the basketball decisions. I mean, that's what you're paying him for. He's president of basketball operations. And whomever the new coach is, coaches the team and runs the team. Streamline it. Those three. And, you know, if Palenka doesn't get the job done, you fire him. But you're president yeah. of basketball operations. I, you know, when they do those coaching interviews, uh, they've got to bring, I think they got to get a bigger hall and they've got to bring more chairs into the room. You've got the Rambus and his wife in there. You've got Jeannie. You've got the two young bus boys. You've got Magic. and who knows? <laughs> There's probably 20 people in there. And then they do this collaborative decision on the new coach. It's gotta be, Rob Palenka's got to be the guy who runs basketball operations. What would you hire him for? 
Exactly. And you know what? And he hasn't been allowed to do his job. For everybody who criticizes Palenka, I mean, LeBron made that Westbrook trade. LeBron put this current roster together. Palenka should be allowed to do his job. Let's see what he's got. Exactly. 100%. Uh, Dave, I wanted to ask you about both the Dodgers and the Angels. The Angels had lost four in a row to uh, o- to Texas and then one to Oakland before getting back their mojo the past couple games. They play Texas again at home tonight. They're 26-17, and 17, one game back in the AL West. And the Dodgers, 28-13, and 13, essentially the same record as the Yankees, who are you know 29-13. and 13. They're only half a game back. We were talking about this in the first segment, how you know we could get a Yankees-Dodgers World Series, but do you think the Angels can improve to the point that they're better than the Yankees this year? Because they've shown that their lineup can at least hang with the Yankees. Their pitching's been very inconsistent. We know the Dodgers are going to be good. I just want to hear your thoughts here on the two LA teams and the outlook for both of them. Uh, I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Uh, very impressive and uh uh, you, you look at that lineup top to bottom, and they're starting pitching. The Dodgers are really good, as are the Yankees. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. A Dodgers-Yankees World Series again, that'd be fun. But, well, the Padres are only a half game out at 28-14. Yeah. They've been playing very well as well. Um, and when you get a, a Tatis back at 100% healthy, you know, if he's ready to go, that that's only going to help them. I'm not a believer in the Angels. I know I know they're 26-17, uh, and uh their starting pitching is okay. Uh, as you said, they had that four-game losing streak recently. They're hitting. The lineup looks really good. I just don't think they're going to hang in there the rest of the season. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. But they got a plus 51 run differential, third in the bigs. Yep. You know, that's important to note. They're, they're basically <laughs> the third best team in the league besides the Dodgers and Yankees based on run differential. I know it's kind of a misleading statistic, but... Also, it, it definitely shows the power of this But team. it would be nice if Mike Trout and Shohei Watani can play some games that actually matter, yeah. David. I know they're on the, the Angels, but come on now. Give them a division win, too. Don't put us in the wild card game and lose. Like, well, Win the division. Beat Houston. Houston's a game up right now. Well, as, as great as Mike Trout is, what is this, his 11th to 12th year in the major leagues now? Yeah. He's never won a playoff game, and he's only been in one playoff series. That's just... You know the old saying, if a tree falls in the forest, does anybody here? As, as great as he is, he's kind of wasted his career here. He, do, he doesn't play any games when they count, any games in the postseason, which is why I thought he made a mistake re-signing with the Angels. Uh, I thought he should have gone uh, you know, one of the power teams where he could play you know, postseason games and all the time. But, well, but he's, he's had a career of just oh, man, being yeah. a good regular season player. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And you know, listen, some guys are happy with that. They're living in Newport Beach, collecting what is it, $250, million. So he's happy. Sounds uh, good to me, right, <laughs> Dave? You're the best. Let's do this next Tuesday. Thank you so much, my friend. Anytime, Ross. Thanks, guys. I loved it. Thank you. All right, that was uh, Dave Smith, the the uh, sports god. And yeah, listen, uh, if 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 you're in a position where you can make a lot of money. Live in Newport Beach. That sounds like a great life live, to me. Yeah. Live, uh, live, give me that life. Live by the water. Why not? Why shouldn't you do that? Uh, real quick, guys, let's go around. What? Who wins tonight uh, between the Warriors and the, the Mavericks? I'm going to say sweep, but I, I'm hoping for what? Dallas. Um, That's just like a 360 move right here, bro. We <laughs> both had Dallas and six. Come on. You can't do okay, them fine, like that. Fine, Dallas fine, is winning fine, tonight. I'll, I'll say they push it to five. Uh, let's, go, let's go Mavericks. Dallas.
Dallas. Yeah, Dallas wins. I want the Mavericks, but here's why. I, I have such a low bar in this this, this postseason because it's been so bad. I will take a single digit uh, game, <laughs> one way or the other. Have it be have it be like one possession in the final couple of minutes. I mean, come on. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.